0: Thank you for joining us today on Positively Charged Biz. We are here to motivate, inspire, and support our listeners as they write their life stories. We are a proud founding member of the Real Disrupt Podcast Collaborative, and you can check out more awesome podcasts at realdisrupt.com. Hey everyone, I hope you are having a positive and productive day. On today's show, we have a woman who has made it her mission to spotlight women. I would like to introduce you all to Susan Rocco. She is the founder and host of Women to Watch Media, the premier global media platform and radio show for women leaders to share their life story. With a longstanding professional background in marketing, communication, sales, and advertising, and a lifelong dream to have her own talk show, Susan began to see the need for a standalone media platform to inspire and encourage more women to pursue leadership roles worldwide. Her goal is to bring attention to not only the successes, but also the challenges, doubts, and even failures faced on the board of women trying to make through their chosen career. Through each intimate interview and personal life story shared, Susan's primary mission remains to connect, educate, and encourage women in order to strengthen their self-esteem and help them find their calling in life. Susan is also a global growth board member of the Global Thinkers Forum and an active participant in the Athena Mentorship Program for Young Women. Susan, thank you so much for being with us today. And on the Positively Charged Biz Podcast, we like to start at the beginning. So please share with us, what was that pivotal moment when you decided to take action and take this leap of faith to open up the women to watch media?
1: Thank you, Laura. I love your first question because I say all the time, you can't tell anyone's story without starting at the beginning. Um, but I'm not going to go to the very, very beginning. I'm going to tell you, <clears throat> excuse me, about my my decision to start a radio show and. Um, One of the reasons I love to share it is because it's a great example of it's never too late, ever, ever. Um, I basically walked into a small privately owned radio station just outside of Philadelphia at the age of 48 with an idea for a show. And it came after I actually was on another talk show, a woman in the Philadelphia area who um, spotlighted small business owners in Philadelphia, um, asked me to come on and talk about uh, my business. And at that time, I was working for uh, a high-end apparel company out of New York, a direct sales company, um, after a long string of jobs, um, searching and looking uh, and trying for years and years and years. And um, what I had always really wanted, my big pipe dream, was was to have a talk show. Um, I'm absolutely fascinated by people and their life stories. And so at, that was 2012. Um, and I knew that I wanted a show for and about women, but I wanted it to be inspirational. And I wanted it to be the type of show where the listener would kind of have one of those aha moments themselves, listening to uh, the true life stories Of women who have achieved a certain level of success, um, that that would help them really step out and pursue their own dreams. And so uh, I went from, you know, pitching a program idea to the general manager of a a very tiny station in, in, uh, it's called Norristown, to now being on 1210 Talk Radio in Philadelphia and WABC in New York, and having a full team of incredible women around me who bring Um, incredible content to the show every week
0: oh that's awesome well a couple of things there to to back up so number one all right what was tell me about you said that you always wanted to be a talk show host okay where did that come from when did that start? Where was it? You know, you watched Oprah and you were like, wow, you know, I find that fascinating and I want to do something like that. Um, tell me a little bit about where that first came from. You mentioned that you love hearing s- the stories of people, but where did that come from and what was it that kind of said, I'm going to take action to make this happen because yes, you were working and, you know, going through different jobs and you're at this point in your life when you're like, you know what? I want to do something else. There, there's always a reason there's always something that happens. So tell us what was that?
1: Yeah. Another great question, Laura. Um, So I will say, and I always share this very openly, you know, when I have an opportunity to tell my story um one of the things that's most important to me is that i'm doing that in a truthful way because that's what i'm asking always of my guests and you know as a as a little girl a young girl i had always been asking the big questions you know why are we here and what is the meaning of life But I really wasn't, you know, surrounded by people who had that same kind of questioning and philosophical thinking. And so I think, you know, the people closest to me um, kind of looked at me as maybe, uh, you know, the little girl with the rose-colored glasses. And um, I would say perhaps not someone that's necessarily capable. Now, again, that's my perception, Right. So I always had that in my mind, you know, the chatter, which we all have, was that uh, I really didn't believe in myself. I did not have uh, incredible self-esteem. Um, and I frankly, I thought everyone else in the world was smarter than me because what I was really interested in and what I believed and how I wanted to live my life was not the way others were. So I, I always questioned it and thought okay. that there be something wrong with me. So I spent you know, those first 40 years working really, really hard on myself, reflecting, trying to find my voice, my belief, my self-esteem, because underneath all of the angst, I knew that I was here for a reason. I love and that. As we all are, yeah. right? Every single human. And I kept going back to that and connecting to that. It was, it was like eating away at me almost. Yeah. Um So, you know, I, when I, I was, I read books and I, I just really wanted to kind of come out and, and find my voice and, and be exactly who I am. So I had one of those incredible awakenings.
0: There always is some, there's Um, always something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I know exactly the day, the time it was Tuesday morning, August 7th, 9 AM in 2012. Okay. Okay. And I'm at home. And I'm kind of talking myself and preparing myself for this meeting with this general manager at the radio station. Okay. And the word original came to me in a really, really powerful way. And it was almost as if someone was, was saying, you're, you're an original human being. You are. One of a, one of a kind. And so if that is true, and we know it to be, then you have something completely different to offer the world than anyone else. That is right. Right. So I decided that morning, I'm going out into the world as Sue Rocco. I'm not going to look around at what anyone else is doing and compare and question. And that truly was the beginning of a, just a, a belief in myself and my abilities. And then, you know, there were a lot of, um, aha moments that have come since that day as well from meeting different people, interviewing and reading more books. There's always things to learn, but that was a pivotal moment in, in my, uh, belief in myself.
0: I love that. And you've said a lot of really good things in there. Okay, And the reason why I kind of kept gnawing a little bit is because I wanted you to get to that point because I knew there had to be some moment in time that something shifted. And it's very interesting, especially you said a few things. Okay, Number one, you talked about being a little girl. And I've had this conversation so many times with ladies because we all say that we've kind of all... Um, we're brought up almost in a box, right? And we kind of had to fit into whatever that box was. But then we realize as we mature that, well, we don't fit into the box, right? Somehow we're pushing pushing the top of the box and the side of the box away. But sometimes it takes a long time to get there. And other times it doesn't. And I can tell you I'm somebody that I run a a women's mortgage group, the Women's Mortgage Network. And I am on a similar path of you. that it is like my mission to teach it to the generation behind. Mm -hmm. Because when you discover that, when that moment happens, it's almost magical. And I want other women to get that, earlier because just imagine what can be accomplished when all of a sudden you're not in the box and you're and I know you're experiencing it you're Mm -hmm. living it right now and you're watching other women live it and once those limits are off and we are just showing our true superpowers as to why we were put on this earth it's limitless right so tell me you okay so you go in what happens? I I need to keep going in the story. I want to hear what's next. Yeah. So, you know, I, I
1: went in and, um, first of all, I had had an interview with, with, uh, the host of another show. So they, I think they saw that, you know, my ability to be on the radio and speak articulate, you know, being articulate and, and, uh, the gentleman at the time said, you know, Sue, I, I really think you have the ability to host a show. What are you thinking? And so I said, I want to bring women, CEOs, founders, entrepreneurs, leaders of some type, you know, some level, um, and have them talk about the real story behind their title. Because I think, you know, just as you and I are doing here today, this is a different type of interview than uh, perhaps a lot of people in business are used to talking about strategy yeah. and and leadership skills and innovation and all of that is and that's an great to learn. Nothing right? wrong with
0: that. That's right. right.
1: But my belief is, if if you're if you haven't grown personally, your personal development hasn't taken you to that aha moment, you'll never reach your nope. your ultimate you know potential. So, um, and here's the thing in radio, you know, it, it was a brokered show, so okay. of course they 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 want a new show because I'm paying. This is how naive I was about radio. I didn't have any experience or background. I just knew that I. Could interview someone, and so then they said, "Okay, well, here's what you owe us every week in production." Get out!
0: And I, <laughs> I didn't I said, know that either.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to pay me for the show. <laughs> no, no, no. So then I had to figure out and and really determine how I was going to sustain the show financially. It's all do you, about. Do you time. get
0: sponsors? Like, is oh, that how it works? Yeah. So you can okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's it, it's the only way to sustain a show. Wow. So you know, initially I reached out to people. I'm from the Philadelphia area. And so I have a wonderful, incredible network of friends and family. And I always joke that I, you know, I called people up and I said, hey, I have a radio show. You have to advertise with me. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I I don't have any listeners yet. I don't know the name of the show, but you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta advertise. And that's really how I started out. And then it has grown from there. And I'm gonna tell you something. One of the most important things that I learned was that the more I did not listen to all the people who wanted to tell me how to do it. Yeah. This is is the way you sell radio. This is how you do it. This is who you reach out to, you know, put your whiteboard up and make your goals and plan it all out. That's not how my brain works. I am absolutely not that person. I am always in the moment doing the next right thing. And so, Because of my, you know, awakening, I was able to do that and listen to my own voice and slowly but surely the show began to build, gain traction. I went to WWDB, the next largest station in Philly, and then I went over to WPHT, one of the top talk stations in the country, and it it was just persistence. It's, it's loving what I do.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, the, My research is one of my favorite things. You know, I, I research every day, all day long, reading about women doing amazing things. And, and then I get to dig in and really prepare for that interview. I love that. The business side of it, that's, that was tough, you yeah. know, and it was just putting one foot in front of the other, um, getting people to know what the mission behind the show is. So my show is different from other talk shows, for sure. It's not a political talk show. Yeah. It's not yeah. a financial talk show. It's all about inspiration. And, and so, and the other thing, Laura, is it was very timely. 2012 was the year, a um, couple months after my show launched, Cheryl um, Sandberg came out with her book, lean adds- in, and there was this explosion of conversation around women's empowerment.
0: Yeah, right. Having and a seat at the table. Right. And
1: all all of that, but different, I would say, from the seventies when I was growing up and the feminist movement was was different. I think today I agree. women are just stepping out and, and taking charge and starting their own businesses and companies. And it's so incredibly exciting.
0: Yeah, and, and I have to tell you, like even, you know, in my industry, my industry was very male dominated, of course. Mm-hmm. And I have watched in the last Ours, it maybe wasn't in 12. It's, it's, taken, it's a little more recent than that. But in the last couple of years, I have watched so many women take the leap of faith of opening their own mortgage companies, not having to work for other people, actually taking that entrepreneurial step and believing in themselves and this network of support and this tribe that is saying, we know you're scared. We understand. We know it's challenging raising a family and running a business and being all of these super whatever you want to call yourself. We get it. But you got this.
1: Absolutely. You That's have it. Been, right. Women, women, I think we're meant to be entrepreneurs. I agree. We manage everything and everyone so beautifully and we care about the team, the people yep. around us. Right. We're not self driven. It's, nope. you know, we talk a lot on the show about, I'll, I'll ask my guests, why do you believe the world needs more women leaders? And to, to me, it's very simple. It, for me, it always comes back to peace. Yeah. You know, I've had desire for peace in the world. Again, since I was a little girl, it's all about that sense of serenity. And, and to me, what we've always lost or what's been missing in our society is that balance of the male female. Yeah. So it's been all male driven, which we know is, is aggressive, competitive, ego centered, right. When women come in, there's this beautiful balance. Yeah. And that's when companies take off Absolutely. or right. Businesses, you know, they thrive because of the gifts we bring that balance. What men do right, so it's not a it never be about no back men or you know saying that you know they're not doing it right. It's that we need a place. No,
0: but and and that's such a valid point. And and you know it's funny. I was just having this conversation about bringing in fresh talent. Okay, <laughs> so younger generation. Okay, bring in the recent college graduates. It's the same thing. No. In our culture, we need to have diversity. In yeah. our companies, you should have male, female, you should have different ethnicities, you should have different age groups. Because when you bring that balance of all those different perspectives, you're going to flourish because it only helps you. It makes you more well-rounded and more complete. So having that seat at the table, it doesn't just even stop with male and female. It's full diversification in all many different components, and that's when you truly thrive. When you have everyone,
1: more interesting. It's so much more exciting. I always say the person that is least like me, I'm the most interested in getting to know. Yes. No. I mean, why? It's just so much more fun, exactly, Um, and exciting and interesting. But here's something else. You know, when in in the arena of you know diversity and inclusion, which every company now has, you know. Head of diversity and inclusion and there's initiatives and we're all talking about it and pushing for it, it's also happening organically. Yeah. So I don't, you know, I'm not one of those that we don't need to be angry or pounding the pavement or, you know, saying this must happen. It's happening. It is. It's naturally happening. If you look at our kids' generation, um... They're all,
0: you know, dating they, each other from different cultures. They, they accepted from, They accepted yeah. from day one. No one yeah. had to tell them. No one had to teach them. It was just natural. So you're right. correct. The generation behind us, the kids and younger than that, they're saying, what's wrong with the rest of you? We already knew that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's yeah. very interesting. You're yeah. absolutely right. Now, now, Susan, one of the things that you mentioned, which I really really commend you for. A lot of times when you are interviewing people that have had that pivotal moment and then they had success, a lot of times it is difficult for people to connect if they don't hear the journey. You mentioned that it's not just, oh, let me hear about your accolades after everything happened. Right. You want to know all of the journey of what occurred because we all know no one goes from point a to point b without having those blips and ups and downs and things that happen course, so yeah. what what are your thoughts on that and how has that worked with you know your guests that you're interviewing
1: well to me it's what, it's always what i'm most interested in the the very i want to know you know where did you grow up what kind of you know and this is always I always do an introductory call with my guests because I want to be sure that they're open to right. you know, telling the truth. Right. Um, tell me about your mom and dad. What was their messaging to you as a young girl? What kind of environment did you grow up in? Oh, wow. What, you know? I, when you <laughs> said at the beginning of the show about the box, that's, that's not just girls. That is society in general. This is something that's always fascinating to me. If, if you look at, you know, how we've evolved as a society and, and since the beginning of time, everything is manufactured and everything is put in groups. And it's all about this is how you're supposed to live. This is I, my latest question is, who decided that we're supposed to work Monday through Friday, nine to five? Who said that?
0: And why do we Westinghouse. Westinghouse <laughs> came up with that because before that- we used to actually work six days a week and longer. But oh, Mr. Geez. Westinghouse uh, actually shortened it to Monday uh, through Friday, nine to five. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, the whole premise is silly. I,
1: if you do what what works for you I agree. And and this idea of groupthink, um to me goes against everything that is in nature. That's right. It goes against everything that will actually allow someone to have the most fulfilling, uh, free, prosperous and successful life is society saying, this is how you do it. No, you look inside and you say, what feels good to me? What works for me? Because we all have an incredibly different kind of biorhythm. We all think differently. We learn differently. When I think about myself as a kid in school, oh my God, I had so much angst because I'm a very, very visual learner. So to be in a classroom, of course, we're lined up, we're all lined up and the teacher's talking at us and telling us things and it's going, right, you know, in one ear, out the other, Um, if you show me something, you know, visually, or here's an example or tell a story, that's how I learn. So imagine, you know, and I know a lot of little kids are like that. And, and so this whole idea of one size fits all to me is one of the greatest failures of society and how we think things are supposed to be done. So, um, you know, when I'm in doing that interview, I'm looking for that, that little, that, that one thing that sets that woman apart from the rest. Sure. And, and, you know, um, I think that is, that's the moment someone hears something and not only do they have, not only are they inspired, but it's sustainable. So they're not inspired for a minute and then they go back to the drudgery of their life. I want them to say, today's the day. Right. that pivotal moment. Right. I changed what I'm doing. I asked for that raise. I start that business. I kick that person out of my life. That's yeah. the big negative, you know, weight on me, whatever, whatever it is. Right.
0: What do you think holds women back from pursuing leadership roles?
1: Um, belief. It's all, it's mm. all a lack of belief. A hundred percent, a lack of belief. Um, people who do research on this and, you know, now we have all kinds of statistics um, about why number one, more women on boards and in C-suites increases the bottom line. These are great studies because the men are kind of paying attention now. So the men who run these are, Oh, wow. So we can increase our revenue if if we have more women in leadership. Um, But I think historically men have been running things and that's, thousands and thousands yeah. and thousands of years. So it's going to take a long time to change that mindset. And for women, I think that, again, the, the messaging, that's why here, here's something fascinating. I cannot tell you how many times when I'm talking to a guest and we're talking about her childhood, and this is a woman who really had an abundance of confidence early on. Okay. She, she didn't struggle. I'm going to say nine times out of 10, she had a father who said, you can do anything you want yeah. in this. world. I believe in you. That's, you know, that's fascinating that's to me. Because I think, you know, um, typically the, you know, our moms or, or girlfriends, they're, they're always our cheerleaders. Right. They're supposed to cheer us on and lift us up. But when you hear from a father, you can be and do anything you want in this world. It gives you a different kind of confidence. Hmm. So it's it's just another little fascinating anecdote that I've noticed. It's a commonality among the women who had a lot of confidence when they were younger. Because I'm always curious, you know why why did it take me 48 years? Right. I'm, I meet young girls today; they're unbelievable. Oh, they are, aren't, they
0: they're, stars, aren't they? they're just <laughs> rock stars,
1: aren't they? It's fantastic, and I, I hope that it's because of resources like what we're doing, you know, like my show, like then enormous amounts of organizations that are working to empower young girls, but there are no glass ceilings anymore. I agree. The only thing holding someone back is their own lack of belief. And you make, you need to make the ask. You just take it. Yes.
0: Right. It's there for you, and and you know it's so interesting. You know, over the th- there was recently a show on, I think FX, and it was actually the a whole series about the ERA. I don't know if you happen to see this, and I have to tell you, it it was fascinating, and it was actually like pretty accurate, right? And here I am thinking to myself. You know, obviously we know what the ERA is and we know women's rights in the early 70s and all that. And we we understand that. We knew that. But when I think to myself that we were kind of part of that first generation yeah. of adult women coming out of that. Yeah. Like, you know, when I think about what an honor and what privilege we had to be that generation. And now, like you just said, now you're looking at the Generation R kids and, and beyond that. And you're going, wow, this is impressive of, but there's still work to be done. Like <laughs> what you just said, that yeah. belief that. And what about the power of communication? I noticed that people still, women still struggle sometime with using their voice and how to share that and have that. And I know some of it is confidence and belief, but what do you recommend to assist with that? What have you seen works to guide that?
1: You mean to help women, you know, not be afraid to speak up and say what they believe? Um, You know, again, I can only speak from experience, you know, my own, it's, it's more of an understanding. So You cannot tell another woman to believe in herself. You can't say to someone, anyone, you are an original, you're unique, you're special, believe in yourself. You cannot do that. It has to come from the individual. So there needs to be a desire for it. And what I think sometimes happens for women because we are, I would say, natural-born peacemakers and natural-born caretakers, and we're managing so much, they're lost in the day-to-day, the noise, the to-do lists, the I have to, I have to, I should, it's my obligation. All of that, I believe, again, is a false narrative because when you let go of of that... um, burden of feeling i need to take care of the whole world around me when you let go of that and you reach that that i mean deep in your bones understanding that you're you're um you're here for a reason and it's different than anyone else's when you take ownership of that it automatically changes the lives of everyone around you very true right so you don't have to um tell someone else how to do it. You just literally lead by example. You just lead by example and people start to notice and people that are in your lives, you are so much better suited to care for them or, or, um, be there to listen when they need advice. I find it's a lot more effective. I, you know, I, people will say, what is your superpower? For me, it really is listening. I'm an incredible. Listener. And that's
0: really that's a very <laughs> important and valuable superpower. Yes.
1: There's a lot of talking going on without anything behind it. And so if we want to help women around us, I think the best thing we can do is really listen and then encourage them to reflect. Right. So that they come to this this understanding on their own, because that is when it will that is when it yes. will stay um, fixed with them. I agree. Yeah. So
0: where do you what is your ultimate mission? Is it to give people that, you know, be able to connect with different stories so that it can inspire them and have that connection, right? Because not everyone's going to connect with everyone, right? Everyone has certain people that it will resonate, it'll it'll say, oh, that's very similar, or I felt that way, or I, I grew up that way, or I'm on that path. So is that your mission, or is there a bigger mission beyond that that you're working towards?
1: <laughs> well, that's another that's a great question, because I'd love to talk, you know, aside from the you know, um, the personal growth element and the inspiration behind Women to Watch. I also have a very big, bold vision for the company. Okay, and, tell us. Okay, I'd love to tell you about that. So we have what I call our watch team of on-air contributors. And these are all women who are in leadership positions within their companies. Comcast NBC Universal, Ballad Spar Law Firm, uh, we have our first global sponsor cool. in Kublisis Health. Um, we have Fortis Wealth Management. Mm-hmm. We have Jefferson University Health System. We have the United Way. Cool. All of these are sponsors of the show. And the women who are in leadership there have a two minute segment on the show every week to talk and bring news and information and inspiration in their fields of technology and health and marketing. And business, um, nonprofit with the United Way. So as we move into new markets, we have a team in Philly, we're building our team in New York, we're negotiating contracts with radio stations on the West Coast. I would like to have a unique watch team of on-air contributors in every market. That's great. And what that is going to do is give women who are already positions of leadership, the opportunity to be talking directly to thousands of listeners on a consistent weekly basis. So we're building a woman owned, woman run for women media company. Oh, that's great.
0: That's, that's- wonderful. Look at that. See, <laughs> I love it, Susan. You're you're inspiring all of us. I love that you have your path and not only, of course, you're doing your inspiration and and sharing a wealth of knowledge and every out there, you're working towards a bigger mission for the future. So that is wonderful.
1: Here's the other lesson. I think um, it's okay to want to uh, grow
0: financially.
1: Yeah. It's okay to want to take a business, right? Don't,
0: don't get me started on this one, Susan, because this is a big, this is a big one with me. I'm sure you actually do not have to apologize for wanting to have a successful business or to even financially be successful that you don't have to apologize for that. That, That's that is okay, And that is a big thing with women that people think that if you strive for that as part of your goal, that Mm -hmm. that's a negative. It is not.
1: It is not. Because guess what that will do? Allow you to do That's more exactly of right. your, your mission-driven goals, prosperity, financial wealth. You know is what will allow you. Of we, we live. We live on a planet where you know you you can't buy that apple without a dollar. So um, be proud. That's right. The more you grow financially, because then you have the freedom to do more on that personal mission that you have. A hundred percent.
0: Perfect. All right, Susan, this has been awesome. I loved it, loved it, loved it. Thank you so much. Please tell us, how do we watch? How do we listen? How do we connect? How do we learn more? Yes.
1: Well, first of all, the, the website is the most important because you can listen live from our website. We have a podcast there. We have international contributors um, and it's watch.net. So it's women, the number two, watch.net, N-E-T. The show airs, if you're in the Philadelphia tri-state area, every Sunday night from 7 to 8 on WPHT, which is 12, 10 a.m. However, we're I'll make an announcement. We're moving to a two-hour show. Ah! Yeah, October 4th will be 6 to 8. And then uh, in New York and the metropolitan area up there, we are on WABC Saturday nights, 10 to 11. Uh, looking to move earlier, but that's where we're airing right now. So everything is on at womentowatch.net. And and I love, love hearing from our listeners. So uh, feel free to email me, susan at womentowatch.net. I get amazing referrals and always looking for new partners for our watch team.
0: Awesome. Well, Susan, this has been wonderful. Thank you for everything that you're doing. Please continue on this mission. And we wish you nothing but the ultimate success and fulfillment to everything that you do.
1: Thank you, Laura. I appreciate the opportunity. Of course. Take care.
0: Thank you for joining us for another episode of Positively Charge Biz. I'm Laura Brandeo, and we are here to motivate, inspire, and support our listeners as they write their life stories. If you have an inspiring story, please email me at laura at positivelycharged.biz. And remember to subscribe to hear more great guests. And connect to us on Facebook at Positively Charged and Instagram at at Positively Charged Podcasts. Until next time, we wish you a positive day.